0: You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christian writers who are ready to conquer what's holding them back. I'm Nika Maples, and this is episode 63, Don't Leave Without Jesus. It might be time to ask the Lord if you have left without him. That's what the disciples did in John 6, 16 through 21. Let's dive in. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified but he called out to them, don't be afraid I'm here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat And immediately they arrived at their destination. Oh, how five verses can hold so much. In fact, there are so many lessons for writers here that I'm going to tease them out verse by verse. Verse 16. That evening, Jesus's disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. They set their intention. The disciples went down to the shore to wait for what? to wait for whom? For Jesus. That was the outcome, the result, the way they would know it was time to move. It was when he came, but they ended up moving without him. How many times do we set an intention saying, look, I won't make a move in my career or where I'm living or in this relationship until I receive the go-ahead from you, Lord. And then we wait. Now, before we advance in this story, let's rewind. Where was Jesus anyway? Why were they even having to wait on him? If we jump to the verses just before this passage, we'll find out. Jesus had just done the miracle of feeding the 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. And then we read this in John 6, 14, and 15. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he's the prophet we've been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Jesus will not be forced. He will not squeeze himself into our expectations. As a writer, I admit I've tried to force Jesus to meet my expectation way too many times. And every time, he has shimmied to the side, eluding my clutches. True disciples know how to hold on to him without being clingy. He can do miracles, but it's not like they come on a menu. And we can ask for them served up hot and made to order. The supernatural movement of Jesus in our lives flows from a relationship, not from a recipe. So how does a disciple know if they have a close relationship with the Lord? Well, the first sign of friendship, and I understand that this may sound basic, but really think about your friends. The first sign of friendship might be that you don't run off and leave them. But look at this, verse 17, as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, the disciples got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. The problem wasn't that Jesus hadn't gotten back yet, you see, but that it had gotten dark. I wonder if the disciples would have been able to wait longer if it had been daylight. But with darkness comes fear and urgency most of the time. And we humans make all kinds of decisions in a hasty way when we see that undeniable shift of daylight that means too much time has passed. The disciples let go of their intention to wait for their beloved friend and they left without him. I've done this with the Lord thinking, Oh, I get it. He must be wanting me to take more initiative. He must be wanting me to just go ahead and make a move. Many an Ishmael have been born into my life because it got dark and I became too afraid that time was passing. How about you? What were the disciples thinking here? That Jesus could just take a different boat later? I'm not sure how much they knew about him then. Maybe they were already aware that he could have just appeared on the opposite shore if he wanted to. Verse 18. Soon, a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. Well, of course, a storm came up. Perhaps this is why Jesus was waiting so long. Maybe he already knew the waters were going to get choppy right then. And he wanted them to push off from the shore a little later so they could avoid it all but no, they were in it now. I wonder if anyone thought, man, we should have brought Jesus. Don't tell me you haven't experienced this, that oh-so-convicting moment of "Uh uh-oh. Maybe one of the reasons that Jesus has been asking you to wait is because he knows a storm is coming. And if you just stay on the shore right now and hold on a minute, then later you can move forward when it's clear sailing. If you go without him right now, it'll take you twice as long to get to where you're going. And maybe the trouble will be much, much worse. So trust him when he asks you to wait. Verse 19. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified. Hello, Jesus caught up with them, no surprise. Okay, in the account of this story in the book of Mark, it says they were terrified because they thought they were seeing a ghost. I'm thinking the terror was less like a ghost and more like, busted, have you ever? Not included someone and then, oops, they were there. I just get a sinking feeling in my stomach when I imagine what they must have been experiencing at the sight of him. Maybe they were even afraid that he was going to decide to give up on them. Because if I had been Jesus, I would have said, all right, false start. You're seriously going to leave without me? What were you thinking? You know, let's just forget this whole thing. I'm going to start over now and go get 12 new guys because you don't understand who your leader is. Y'all go on back to fishing and whatever else you were doing before I called you. Clearly, you aren't worthy of this calling. Whoa, does that sound familiar? Could that be your own inner dialogue as you consider how Jesus might want to respond to you in the face of your fault starts? Do you imagine that he would say, hey, I called you to write, but clearly you aren't worthy of this calling. Dear one, let's see what Jesus really said to his disciples. Verse 20, he called out to them, don't be afraid. I'm here. What did he do? He called them again. See that? He called them again. If you think you've messed up, or wasted time, and now you're not worthy of your calling, guess what Jesus is going to do? He's gonna call you again. Romans 11:29 says, the calling of God is irrevocable. Irrevocable. It cannot be revoked. Irrevocable is fun to say, but it means something that cannot be canceled or considered invalid. So that ain't happening to your call, friend. You've been called period. It's not going to go away. Grab a quick lesson from the life of Jonah and realize you can run, but you can't hide. Jesus is going to call you again. And when he calls, he's going to say, don't be afraid. I'm here. Verse 21. Then the disciples were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. I won't dissect this one. It's so, so good. Just let me read it again. Then the disciples were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you in this episode? I hope one of the things you're hearing him say is, I'm here. And if you're slowly recognizing that you've left without him in some way, well, don't worry about that too much because he can catch up. Hey there, I love helping Christian writers flourish in their calling. Is there some way that I can serve you today? I want you to know what a joy it is for me to work with clients when they enroll in my signature program, The Keep Writing Course. It's a unique faith-based combination of writing instruction and coaching, both group coaching and private coaching. Inside, I give you everything you need to write your book in six months or less. It only opens a few times a year. So please, right now, right now, go to nikamaples.com and click on Courses to get on the wait list. Or maybe at the time that you're listening to this episode, the doors will be open. So go to nikamaples.com, click on courses, and take the next step so that you can begin your book. The sooner you finish it, the sooner it is in your reader's hands. Let's get started.